and welcome to the Hot Cocoa Club. Yes, yes, the Hot Cocoa Club. And the first part of chapter six of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Let's dive in and enjoy it, shall we? Let's go. Chapter six. Pig and Pepper. For a minute or two, she stood looking at the house and wondering what to do next when suddenly a footman in livery came running out of the wood. She considered him to be a footman because he was in livery. Otherwise, judging by his face only, she would have called him a fish and rapped loudly at the door with his knuckles. It was opened by another footman in livery with a round face and large eyes like a frog. And both footmen, Alice noticed, had powdered hair that curled all over their heads. She felt very curious to know what it was all about and crept a little way out of the wood to listen. The fish footman began by producing from under his arm a great letter, nearly as large as himself, and this he handed over to the other, saying in a solemn tone, For the Duchess, an invitation from the Queen to play croquet. The frog footman repeated in the same solemn tone, only changing the order of the words a little, from the Queen, an invitation for the Duchess to play croquet. Then they both bowed low and their curls got entangled together. Alice laughed so much at this that she had to run back into the wood for fear of their hearing her. And when she next peeped out, the fish footman was gone. And the other was sitting on the ground near the door, staring stupidly up into the sky. Alice went timidly up to the door and knocked. Uh, there's no use you sort of knocking, said the footman. And that, and that for two reasons. First, first because I'm on the same side of the door as you are. Secondly, because they're making such a noise inside, no one could possibly hear you. And certainly there was a most extraordinary noise going on within. A constant howling and sneezing, and every now and then a great crash, as if a dish or kettle had been broken to pieces. Please then, said Alice, how am I to get in? Uh, there might be some sense in your knocking. The footman went on without attending to her. If we had the door between us, for instance, if you were inside, you might knock and I could let you out, you know. He was looking up into the sky all the time he was speaking. And this, Alice thought, decidedly uncivil. But perhaps he can't help it, she said to herself. His eyes are so very nearly on top of his head. But at any rate, he might answer questions. How am I to get in? she repeated aloud. I shall sit here, the footman remarked, till tomorrow. At this moment, the door of the house opened and a large plate came skimming out straight at the footman's head. It just grazed his nose and broke into pieces against one of the trees behind him. Or next day, maybe, the footman continued in the same tone, exactly as if nothing had happened. How am I to get in? asked Alice again in a louder tone. Are you to get in at all? said the footman. That's the first question, you know. It was, no doubt, 
Only Alice did not like to be told so. It's really dreadful, she muttered to herself, the way all the creatures argue. It's enough to drive one crazy. The footman seemed to think this was a good opportunity for repeating his remark, with variations. I shall sit here, he said, on and off, for days and days. What am I to do, said Alice. Anything you like, said the footman, and began whistling. Oh, there's no use in talking to him, said Alice desperately. He's perfectly idiotic. And she opened the door and went in. The door led right into a large kitchen, which was full of smoke, and one end to the other. The Duchess was sitting on a three-legged stool in the middle, nursing a baby. The cook was leaning over the fire, stirring a large cauldron, which seemed to be full of soup. There's certainly too much... Oh, shoot! Too much pepper in that soup, said Alice to herself, as well as she could for sneezing. There was certainly too much of it in the air. Even the Duchess sneezed occasionally, and as for the baby, it was sneezing and howling alternately without a moment's pause. The only things in the kitchen that did not sneeze were the cook and a large cat, which was sitting on the hearth and grinning from ear to ear... Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, please, please, would you tell me, said Alice, a little timidly, was not quite sure whether it was good manners for her to speak first. Why your cat grins like that? It's, it's a Cheshire cat, said the Duchess, and that's why, pink! She said the last word with such violence that Alice quite jumped, but she saw in another moment that it was addressed to the baby and not to her, so she took courage and went on again. I didn't know the Cheshire cat always grinned. In fact, I didn't know the cat could grin. Oh, they all can, said the Duchess, and most of them do. I didn't know any of, of any that do, said Alice very politely, feeling quite pleased to have got into a conversation. You don't know much, said the Duchess, and that's a fact. Alice did not like at all the tone of this remark and thought it would be as well to introduce... Some other subject of conversation. While she was trying to fix on one, the cook took the cauldron of soup off the fire and at once set to work, throwing everything within her reach at the Duchess and the baby. The fire irons came first, then followed a shower of saucepans, plates and dishes. The Duchess took no notice of them, even when they hit her, and the baby was howling so much already that it was quite impossible to say whether the blows hurt it or not. Oh, please, mind what you're doing, cried Alice, jumping up and down in an agony of terror. Oh, oh, there goes his precious nose. As an unusually large saucepan flew close by it and very nearly carried it off. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been Kevin Green reading for the Hot Cocoa Club. Please subscribe, please follow, please like us. We need you to like us. Yes, give us presents. Give us love. We want love. Thank you, thank you. Join us again very soon. Bye.